Hello there, and welcome to this podcast. We are Black Current, a group of 20-something-year-olds with a common interest to bring you fun, laughter, and a bit of understanding. This podcast is hosted by three people, Larry, Victor, and Patsy. We are recording from three different locations, Lagos, Nigeria, London and Manchester in the UK. All opinions are our own. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you do like our content, you can also subscribe to our different platforms and like our podcasts. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoy this recording. We are Black Current. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Black Current. We are the same as we are. I mean, times are a bit rough, but you can trust us to keep it going. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have an interesting proposition for you today. I know, right? Another guest. So today, we have one of my favorite people in the world. My number one, my ride or die for a long, long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my friend of mine called... Dami. Hello, Dami. Hi, Larry. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Dami. So, Dami, you are a guest today. I want you to properly introduce yourself to us. Tell us who you are, what do you do, and tell us something nice about Black Current. Who who said what? I didn't say nothing. Hey, Dami. Um, all right. Um, my name is Dami Mustafa, and um, I'm a lawyer. Woo! And <laughs> up until COVID nineteen, I was working as a, at a law firm um, as an intern, and I'm currently still working as an intern, just from home. Fun fact about me, because it's so Um, fun fact about me, I write as larry knows obviously secretly but yeah all right oh and what i like about the podcast i like that it's not only larry that gets to talk because (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i like everything about the podcast everyone is great except like but yeah so funny you know what you don't even need to say anything but you know you can you can dig at larry anytime yeah. <laughs> yes, so we, can't, we can't make this tradition for every guest on the show to dig at Larry. We can't do this. I feel like we need to stop at some point. The guest needs to be more respectful of oh. the participants. But that being said, yeah, I mean, we the don't respect... respect people like you here, Larry. Mm, yeah. You don't respect you here, like you, Larry. To hear from Dami, especially first before everyone else, how you're um, how you're coping with COVID nineteen currently? Because you just told us that you um, that you were an intern at a low farm and you're having to work from home right now. Has it yeah. had any effects on you in terms of you know the your working schedule? A lot of people as well, especially on the mental health front. So yeah, just let us know mm. from from your perspective. Have you found this uh, new reality? Um, it's it's different, but like it's also something that's in my comfort zone because I like being at home. I I like not having to go anywhere and all that. I miss like getting up in the morning and dressing up and going to work because now I just get up whenever, I wear my sweatpants, and then head downstairs to with my laptop to do some work. Mm. Um, it's a bit tricky, like having to do certain things because. Now, um, I think our workload has so much reduced because I think the firm I work at were mostly focused on litigation, which means we do a lot of going to court and filing processes that involve that, that you know, and, mm. and filing documents that require us 
that that we need for courts mm. so now we're doing a lot of things that have to do with um drawing up agreements and all of that and um for reasons I prefer not to disclose, I'm like I think at the forefront of having to, um, you know, type up the agreements, you know, print them, vet them for my boss to look at and approve. So like you know, it could be 11 p.m. and I'd be like working on something. So now um, I think my work day is is no longer defined. You know, mm-hmm. I no longer mm-hmm. have a nine to five. I have a Okay, 2 p.m. here, 3 p.m. there, 11 there, and all of that. Mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of people. I imagine a lot of people will be within the same sort of experience. Do you know what I mean? Like their um their work is less structured, just uh, you know more you know er, more you you get only yeah. tasks that you know are required to be done at that specific time. So yeah, Patsy, yeah. you were gonna explain to us the topic before I jumped in and asked. Dami, how she was, <laughs> how she was dealing with COVID nine. We don't want to hear about how we're dealing with it because, um, because we've spoken about it over and over. Haven't we, guys? Especially Larry. We don't want to yeah, hear definitely. from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Always want to hear from you. But anyway, Patsy, what, you were going to explain the topic. Oh. Yeah. So just before I do, it's obviously really interesting to hear from other people and definitely from people from different countries. Um, let's just say you know. We haven't said where you're from, so Dami, you're from Nigeria, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one thing I love about this podcast that is that it reaches so many people. So thank you for joining, and I look forward to hearing what you've got to say. Thank I'm you guys for that. having me. I'm really, I've been so excited about this. <laughs> to be honest, she is one of my favorite friends. But generally, yes, guys, this lockdown has made me better friends with alcohol. So. Mm-mm-mm. For the good or the bad, let's get right into it. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have no idea how this podcast is going to go. I think mainly from Nari, but, you know, I am ready for this. So, yeah, the topic today, we have not touched this at all. It's definitely a new topic for us, even though it's definitely a part of our lives so yeah, the topic, my faith and I, I believe that we all believe in a faith. I don't think we believe in the same one. So yeah, we're going to explain and explore the reasonings behind why we follow the mystery person or something that we can't see. Like we're going to explain our faith to you. Dami, what's your faith? I'm a Muslim. Victor, what's yours? Christian. And Larry, what is yours? Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. I believe. That's what it is. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know, Larry. Is that what it is? Sometimes, like, bro, <laughs> you tell us changes. what you believe in. We can't tell you. Exactly. Maybe I believe it is. In maybe it is. Christianity, maybe sometimes, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm. Um, I'm a newly I've always I've always believed but I'm newly baptized Christian. So yeah, let's get started. So I'll throw it out to Dami first. When and why did you choose your faith? As someone that was born a Muslim, this is a bit of a like different answer than like many people would. Because I think I've I've always been Muslim and I've always believed in the religion. So I wasn't just practicing, I, I also believed even as a child. Mm-hmm. But I think up until I got to uni, 
I was just sort of doing it based on the just because you know, this is what I had always known. But when I got to like my first year of uni, I think I actively chose to be Muslim. And the things that I do as a Muslim, I do them because I want to and because I believe I should mm-hmm. do them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now I will say like I'm mm. from my first year of uni, I became I actively became a Muslim. So I wasn't just doing things because my parents said this, my teacher said that it was based on my belief. Mm-hmm. I finally, under, I wouldn't say I understood, but I think I finally had the conviction, enough conviction to be able to do things, to be able to do religious quote-unquote things by myself, you know, with the right intention. And I guess that's what it's all about, having that individual yeah. faith or relationship. Has anyone else got a similar or different experience on how they started their faith? Personally, as a kid, I was born as um, a Catholic. I was born into a house of Catholicism. So I was born into a house of Catholicism. However, currently, I would consider myself a Protestant. So what do I mean by this? In the sense that in the house, I was born as a Catholic. Anyone who knows what Catholics do, yes, that was me. But growing up, in particular in reference to Patty's question, I became what I call myself today in terms of religion about two years ago. So I became a Protestant two years ago when I met a certain... And she introduced me to a different church. And in that church, I found a different meaning to what I considered being Christian. It changed a lot of things, but then I classified that as being Protestant because that did not conform to my normal ways of being Catholic. But I wasn't, it wasn't, nope, I was not in the church of Lutheran teachings either, but I know fully well, I was in what is now classified as Harvester's Church, which is a Protestant church. Yeah, that's my story. I do think we all have different stories. So, Vic, what about you? It's the same. Mine's pretty much the same as Larry. I was, um, I grew up in a Catholic family, practiced Catholicism, went to church on Sundays, um, went through all the, um, went through all the, you know, first Holy Communion, all the, I can't remember all, the, I can't remember all of them, confirmation and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. this was all through boarding school. This was all through boarding yeah. school. And I went to a missionary school. So a missionary school is, you know, those schools that started by seminarians, you know, those Christian brothers. Um, and then, so all, all my life have literally, I just got surrounded with Catholicism and I've, I've been in the situation, do I believe do I believe in? Do I believe in it? Do I believe in the in the religion itself? Do I believe in the practices? I believe I believe in certain aspects of it, but then there's a lot of it that I do question. So I'm that type of Christian that there's a lot of it that I do question, and every time that I'm interacting with priests and whatnot, I'm questioning things like that. I would say to that, it's all we're always meant to question everything. You know, our brains aren't big enough to understand everything, and it's only right to question, especially question stuff that you don't always think's right. But for me, I would say I I started my faith journey a good few years ago. I've always believed in thought I had a relationship but kind of same as Dami in the sense that I've only recently properly done it if that makes sense um I've come from a family that don't believe my mum she she found her relationship with God about 10-15 years ago and I randomly came to God when I was about six which was before my mum started going to church so yeah it's all just a bit of a random story for me but I'm 
yeah I can see my links within all of you so yeah I feel like it's a question that is frequently asked and it's it's kind of not even a question it's more of a statement like like why why do you believe in a god if you can't see it like do you know what I mean it's always that uh, uh, I don't get it but can you guys explain why you believe if you can't see Mm -hmm. can't see this mystery for me it's something that even when I was little, I just didn't understand it. Now, um, from reading the Quran, why I am able to still believe so firmly in a deity that I cannot see is it's really simple to me. And it might sound maybe a bit weird to someone who does not believe, but I just feel like practically everything around me, just me, myself, I'm proof that there is something much bigger than us that is deliberately putting things in place and that has deliberately created us and created things and for me the holy book the quran you know is like literally instructions where he is like okay i created you so you have to do this and that which is why i do the things that i do because i believe that those are instructions from this being and if you had like um a boss in a company like maybe the ceo of like a conglomerate or something and you you never really get to see him because obviously like you're in a you're in a subsidiary and you know you always get memos from him you always get you almost get memos from them and everything obviously this is this is a relatively weak comparison because you know it can be argued that you would still eventually see the boss you could run into him at the gym for whatever i'm just using this analogy basically you would still get um a memo from him you could hear maybe your manager tell you yeah, the CEO has said that we, should, we need to do blah, 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 blah. And you don't, you, you take it as gospel, if that makes sense. So I think for me, it's similar reasoning. And I believe that I was, I, n- none of this just suddenly appeared. We didn't just suddenly come to be, even the idea of something coming out of nothing, it begs that there is a power and like a driving force behind that, which I have be- chosen to believe is God, because that is what is true to me. That's very fair, Dami. Things that I, I do personally understand that particular point of view, because as lawyers, we understand that there's the idea is that something cannot exist from nothing. Yeah, that's the belief. So something has to create something. Mm. So the evidence of absence is not the absence of evidence. So what I mean All by All right, this, lawyer. Ah, the barrister's talking. Hey. <laughs> but what I mean by this is generally, religion for me in particular, because remember guys, this is a personal, religion to me is a personal journey. Yes. Because I have gone from being an atheist, just so you know, I have been an atheist, I've been an agnostic for a while as well. But the one thing I know is this religion of a thing is a personal journey because as either an atheist or an agnostic or what I am currently today as a Christian, a lot of things people tell me, they stick with me because to me, if I'm talking to person A and I hear how your God treats you, but your God is not treating another friend of mine as the same to me, I ask myself, is this the same God? Mm. But then I realized that for me personally, I want to make sure I make this clear. It's a personal journey. But for me personally, God is a singular and selfish thing. I know it's a bit crazy to think, but let me explain what I mean. 
the God I believe I serve or the God I make reverence to is my personal God. So if you think your rules applies to my God, that's where your mistake starts because you are not me and you do not know what my rules for my God are. I know this is a bit warped to think about, but that is what I think God is. There are some basic tenets that have to be followed. I understand that. What an example is, my God is merciful in every single way. So my God is not subjectively merciful. My God is not merciful to the Chinese, but unmerciful to the Israelis. That's not how my God is. My God is not, my God doesn't punish the gays and, you know, keeps those who are ungay. Okay, that's not how my God is. My God is equal. So if my God is punishing a gay person for doing something, it's punishing the same person who is... So my God is punishing that same guy in the same vein. Because my God does not care who you are. He only cares what your heart holds. Mm. That is what I believe my God is. So a lot of the time, I try to tell people that this God of a thing is what I realized is a personal journey. Because I came from a place where I thought to myself, the God I'm hearing from this person who is preaching to me, I don't agree with that person. Because this God is not as omnipresent as a, or as omnipotent as you claim him to be. A God that is vindictive. A God that is, that is not my God. A God that is out here saying to myself, ah, look at this guy. This guy is gay. Let's punish this guy. I'm like, <laughs> why is he doing that? This guy has lived his life as a Why does your homophobic person have a Nigerian accent because right. that's the most times <laughs> that my god is in <laughs> well yeah guys generally it's like you're sat there thinking to yourself i can't serve a god that to me this is like again i keep saying it guys please understand this, this is a personal opinion i will not and i cannot serve a god that i consider against my tenants as a person not even as a human being as a person so one of my tenants as a person is love your neighbor as yourself. Be you gay, be you whatever the whatever, whatever it is you think you are. I will love you as I do myself. Unless you kill me, then you've got a problem on your hands. But then you'd be dead, but, so would it matter? You get me? But I still love you though. <laughs> but I love you with a knife. That's what I'm saying, but it is what it is. Yeah. So that's that's what I think personally. Do you believe that there is one God, or do you just believe that maybe everyone has their personal God or something? Oh, I believe there's one God. I believe there's one God, but how we approach him is different. Yeah. Because that's why he is God. Yeah. Because when we say he when we say there is is there one God, we sometimes make the mistake of belittling God into human understanding. Mm. That's not yeah. God. If he was, he would not be you get what I mean? That's not God. God is beyond what we think we understand. So as such, I do believe there's one God how we communicate with them is different that's what yeah. i think it is yeah exactly. i think it's just communication yeah we all have like some people have like the gift of touch or the sight or whatever vision so we all some people don't ever find that gift but we all have a yeah. way to connect with our god you know like you say individually so it really is like already we've had four different stories like nobody's story is ever the same it's kind of madness i would say like for me i can agree with both of you what i wanted to say with it was it's like we all believe in the wind we all know the wind's there and we know and we believe it so like for me i i sense and feel that god is here and that's all i know that's all i i need to know for me to believe it like i've never really needed much convincing i've always just kind of felt that sense of just a sense around me and i've always felt kind of protected and it's 
the more I learn, the more I read, the more I connect, the more I feel that presence. And sometimes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, when I first started reading the Bible and the, the Old Testament, I was like, what? I, I don't agree with the things that are being done here. Like, it made me question so much. Like, I was like, I don't agree with this. I think this is horrendous. Like, there's groups of people raping a woman and it's okay uh women were like second class you know there was so much that i was like i don't i'm like a modern woman and this is all random and horrible to me so like for me you know i have my moments but you know i can't i have to also take myself out of that and think i can only learn from me and like you say love my neighbor as myself and how i would want to be loved it's very very interesting to hear everyone's take on this so i'm quite i feel quite enlightened having here having heard um all the different takes on this when when i think of religion when i think of religion in terms of what do i believe in and does a god exist when when larry when larry brought in his lawyer references about the whole absence of evidence is an evidence of absence have i said that right larry yes okay when larry said that 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 is the most that, that is the best sort of um, you know, shortest phrase that you can sort of put out there to support both arguments, right? To sit on the fence mm. and say, okay, there's a potential that one exists, but, you know, the fact that there's no evidence. But then scientists could also argue about the Big Bang. What do I believe? I believe there's something, I believe there's something greater than us, like as individuals, us as human beings, right? As, as, as again, as Larry was saying, something omnipotent out there. Is that a God, right? Is that a God, and does that God, um, and does that God require people to be following certain obligations? Does that God require people to be acting a certain type of way? Does that God require people to be doing all these different beliefs? As human beings, as human beings, we're bound to come up with all sorts of, um, you know, we're we're very imaginative. It's, it's within our nature, right? And for us to come up with all these collective theories in the sense that we want people to be a community, right? If, if, you, if you had a community, right? If you just had like any group of people within a village, right? Without any shared belief, without any shared notion, without any shared, you know, insight, that's backed by, you know, this whole census that you know we're following one god we're following one individual we're following one way of life we're following this right if you didn't have that in a community then you'd have a lot of rackets so for me the way i think about religion and the way i think about whether god exists my point here is i think of it in a in a communal sense that people have a shared belief people have a shared way of life people have a shared and that gets people acting in a social I mean, like in a social man. Now, that also has a negative side to it because, you know, people commit all sorts of, you know, terrorism. You know, terrorism is a perfect example. People commit all sorts of um, bad acts in the name of what? In the name of religion. But that mm. do, does that really reflect, does that really reflect the practices of that specific religion? So someone, someone else probably came up with a certain additional part and then went oh yeah this blah 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 as larry was saying before in that my god does this and this my god doesn't believe in women doing this and that and then the people that the people that feel like okay my god would do that i'm gonna 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna believe in his God, right? So you create that whole social construct and you know people are following that. So to sort of conclude and sort of put a point on this is I'm almost coming to the point where Larry said, I've got my God, right? I've got my God and I believe the things that my God would do. I believe the sort of things that you know, my God would um, enable within a society. And some of them, I, I don't agree with what your God in certain situations, for example, in certain gods, in, in certain situations where people come up with, you know, this is what God would like us to do. This is what I, I don't believe in that. Right. So I think as Larry said, it's an individual journey. It's your individual pups. Like you, there's so many different religions out there right and so many more are cropping up right now mm -hmm. so many more are cropping up right now and the reason why i said as well before christianity is i'm a catholic right so i was raised in a catholic but i'm a christian because i feel like catholicism has a lot a lot a lot that i do not agree with right has a lot that i do not agree yeah with. and i think the i think the battle is sometimes religion versus the relationship i think a lot of people do a lot of bad acts because of the religion and what the the religion top of that person has said instead of listening to the actual the the you know allah or god or whoever mm. compared to you know i think they're two completely different things and sometimes they get blended and yes and at the same time they are the same thing but i don't think our god would ask us to kill someone I mean, or the, the one thing yeah the one I mean? thing about religion though is how you know and this is going to get a bit heavy-handed and sort of very controversial is how it how 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 religion was introduced to Africa, right? Think about, you know, for example, I'm saying, think about how religion was introduced to Africa, right? So you've got all these um you got all these colonial, you know, colonial powers that went into African nations with um, you know, Christianity, for example. And Christianity was the one thing that would you know, be able to unite, you know, we all believe in this and we're all following these rules and anyone that's not following in these rules, let's put them. But then within these rules was also a, a other subsets, do you know what I mean? Like there's a, a certain system, there's a certain syllabi, syllabus you're supposed to be teaching children in schools. There's certain ways of life you're supposed to be, do you know what I mean? It's a whole culture, there's a whole ethos behind there. And that's how I sort of feel about religion is who do you, like, what do you follow, right? You can't, you can't say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Muslim, but you eat pork. And then people are going to be questioning, questioning your religion. But if you're a Muslim and you wanted to eat pork, I mean, I, I imagine there's Muslims that do. I mean, I don't know, but I imagine there's some that do. So my question there is, do you create your own religion? Do you create like a fact of it? <laughs> that's, and that's that's. Well, I mean, I I, I would say yes. In if honestly, yes, because I mean, I can I can look at my friends who are, as you said, Muslim. They smoke, they drink, and I'm pretty sure that is against what your your rules or whatever your religion. Yeah, it's against just the things you're supposed to do in Islam. Are are they making their own religion just to benefit? themselves to make mm -hmm. themselves feel like you know i follow a good a god but i also kind of i do it my own way but i can also say that same thing for myself you know i used to do things that you know my god now says that i shouldn't do and you know what it is true you have to sometimes look yourself in the aspect of a mirror with religion and say am i just doing this to Am I just picking and choosing what is right for me? Am I doing? The, am I just allowing myself to do the things that I don't want to give up that are harder for me? So I'll just look the other way. Do you know what I mean? You have to actually, 
you're either in it or you're not i guess mm. i don't believe that it's that simple of is it that you're i don't think it's that simple as is it that you're in it or you're not because i think for in terms of islam i'm speaking as a muslim and just from the muslim perspective if you're doing things that are contradicting like the rules that you're supposed to follow as a muslim you shouldn't do them obviously and like you shouldn't um make but you also shouldn't make it seem like oh yeah this is a part of islam oh it's fine mm it's this isn't to maybe encourage anyone who is you know maybe intending to do something they shouldn't do but there's this understanding that you are human you're going to do wrong things that's how we're wired you're going to do things that you are well aware mm-hmm. are against you know whatever rules you're following period yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't except for certain things like maybe except for certain things like actively performing acts of worship um a being other than god or anything along those lines yeah you're still a muslim you're still a muslim if you call yourself a muslim when i say in it or not i don't i mean yeah i just say it literally but at, at the same time i mean you, you're completely right we are human and every day we make mistakes and every day you know i'll do the quotation marks sin and we you know we do mess up it is just part of life but we are forgiven do you know what i mean which also is like that means we we should forgive other people for the sins that they do to you if if the if god who we follow forgives us like he is our teacher and we're meant to at least try and follow in his footsteps i agree you know have you ever been made to feel bad for following god of course it's an eternal struggle in a world where you realize that a lot of people do not believe in what you believe in in the sense that because for starters in a country like nigeria when you have a Christian like myself agreeing with every single thing a Muslim like Dami says because I understand, not because I believe, but I understand that my God knows fully well. It is the same thing. So you have a country that is divided by religious lines to a terrible amount that even both of us probably cannot even speak to the full extent of that, of those lines being drawn. Uh, Yes, I do believe that. I'm sat there talking to someone else that, yes, in case you missed it, Allah, Jesus, and the God you worship are the same guy. Trying to explain that to people, one of my most fantastic flaws (laughs) is what I say. On a personal level, I have been made to feel bad about the way that I have chosen to see and serve God. And I think sometimes it has been both um, within and outside of my religion. So you'd have people who feel like, oh, okay, maybe you're doing certain things that either they just felt either they just feel is not that necessary or they know it's compulsory but they're just like "Eh, it's more convenient if i don't and as opposed to just accepting that oh okay yeah she has to do that like cool i'm not doing it that's really her problem it would be sort of maybe like it feels like an attack on them so they take it out on you Mm, i I agree with that yeah, so I've had people make certain comments and, you know, just maybe say things like, oh, he's doing so much. Oh, what's your own? It's not that deep. And it's like, well, and sometimes it's in a setting where it, it's not just, you know, annoying, it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, and outside of my religion as well, um, you know, you'd have people just maybe make side comments and maybe just, just just say weird things. Like, for example, I cover my hair and if maybe I talk about, oh, I need to go to the salon, someone would be like, yeah, but you cover it. Why? What? What? What is the need? Like nobody's seeing it anyway. And it's mm. like, okay, first of all, the patriarchy. Secondly, 
<laughs> secondly yeah, that's not how it works you know and it's just like if you don't believe if you believe that you don't need to like if you believe that your hair is fine for everyone to see then believe that and you know get that wig laid sis but like you don't have to attack me so i've had deeper things as well that you know could cause division if i mm. could cause issues if i tried to like bring them up but like i just want to explore the you covering up your hair a bit more i guess one why is it that you yeah. do that in your in your religion and two like do you get your hair out um mm. i'm sorry if this is like a naive question but this is my time to live you know no no sure. yeah that's fine <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> what? Like, I'm sorry, that, that laugh was just a bit like, I would rather be punched into my vagina. No, no, than no. Larry, shut <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've had a bit too much alcohol. Forgive me. Continue. I, I honestly don't mind answering it. Um, one, why do I cover my hair? A compulsory thing. It's a compulsory aspect of our religion to cover up and to dress a certain way. Um, in what I would, in terms of Islam, it is what we consider modesty. So you're supposed to cover up your head. You're supposed to wear loose clothing. There's also um, there are also specifications for what for how men are supposed to dress. Oh. But I think you know because of hashtag patriarchy, you know I think men aren't necessarily. It is true though. As like. <laughs> she ain't lying. She ain't lying. She ain't lying. <laughs> You don't necessarily see it as like publicized because everyone knows that like on one level or the other that a Muslim woman is supposed to dress a certain way. But I don't think we necessarily see mm-hmm. that like as a mainstream topic for men. So yeah, um, you have to uh, as a Muslim woman, you're supposed to cover your hair, you're supposed to wear loose fitting clothes and other things. For now, I think I am in a stage in my faith and my relationship with God where I cover my hair. Most of the time I wear loose fitting clothes. I have not gotten I follow everything to the T, but that's where I am now. So it's me yeah. it's a way for me to follow the rules of my religion. When you have a situation whereby your so are you at a situation whereby you would say your morals and your religion are entwined or when you face a situation whereby your morals and your religion are against not necessarily against but not in line with each other how do you Mm. react because social standards of acceptability for human behavior is different Mm. from how i may treat or how i would react especially for you as a muslim Mm. you are in a world that is very very difficult for a lot of people but for for muslims Mm. in particular i can imagine Mm. going to a country for the first time without being reacted to as per ah (laughs) someone in hijab Job terrorist who do you oh, understand why no, I mean? you get me she has she's, yeah. she's indoctrinated with the with the teachings of a god i'm not familiar you understand what i mean like yeah so exactly. how yeah, then do yeah. you react to such situations i try to intertwine my religion with my morals so what i will consider my morals are what i consider like what are in line with my religion so i try to merge them sometimes are uh, you we're human beings are going to step up we're going to we're going to be all of those things we're going to not have discipline but i think what as much as possible as much as i can control it i try to mm. do the most muslim thing possible so um i think i don't know if that answers your question like i try to do the most muslim things muslim thing possible when you know i when i don't let my selfishness and just my the, the, the mm. 
less Muslim part of me out. And then to answer Patty's question, I don't let my hair out like in public or like in front of like guy friends or anything like that. So the only people that get to see my hair or see me dressed is sorry, sorry, Demi. My brother. Oh, I think female. he's like getting out of his car or something. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is me. This is me. I am. I am. Yeah, I don't show like my hair, and I try to dress a certain way in front of men that are not mm. like my brother, my uncle, my dad, and um, you know other people of similar relationships. Not cousins. Cousins are also people I should be covered in front of, as well as um, just other females. So you wouldn't see me out in public with like a nice little, you know, do mm. or anything like that. So you'd see right. me in public with a scarf. That means this is actually the first time i'm hearing that so i am incredibly fascinated. wait it's the first time you're hearing that you don't knew, that you've never seen a hair def- yeah i have never <laughs> no honestly i've never seen dummy's hair like dummy's my friend for a long mm. time but i've not seen a hair yeah. never ever so me hearing that there's some description as to who gets to see it hair it's very interesting to me and um, would your like husband see mm. your hair yeah everything <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm just have children with him he has to see it's like baby shut up larry like the, it's not like the hair is a taboo it's just part of okay. like islamically defined modesty i'm not saying modesty in general because you know you might define modesty no, um, someone else yeah it's very interesting and unfortunately our time is getting cut short but it's been really lovely to hear everybody's views Aww. and opinions and journeys and we are not a taboo you can talk to us we are not scared to answer any questions and if we don't know something we can go ahead and learn and educate ourselves mm-hmm. and then tell you so yeah feel free to give us a question and we will be here to answer amen to that true so yeah thank you so much dami for coming on today yeah we've really enjoyed it well i have anyway thanks for having me guys for anybody wondering Larry has been in his car because his power has been out and that's why there's been a lot of random noises (laughs) the consequences of rebellion thank you for listening to another episode of Black Current we have been Larry, Victor and Patsy together we make Black Current don't forget to like, subscribe and share we appreciate all the love and support Until next time.